Welcome back to the Soccer Universe. I'm here with Fran Yashish, as always. How's it going, guys? Uh, I'm I'm scared. I'm excited. It's a mixed. It's a it's a it's a very weird feeling. Right? So I think like 24 hours down the line, we'll basically know um how I actually feel. It's just I'm I'm really uh, uh I'm scared. I'm gonna be honest. I'm actually scared. What about y'all? What about y'all? Wait, can I ask? You, are you scared because the Europa League? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, let me clarify. I am scared because of the Europa League and I'm scared that Manchester City might actually win a, a European competition. I'm also scared of Harry Maguire getting really bad, like being actually badly injured so that he doesn't play in the Euros. And because uh, I'm supporting England, right? And without Harry Maguire, I feel like England can't play a four at the back. right? And I feel like, like Gary Neville said it best. Like Harry Maguire is one of the, like because of the memes, he is like, he he's his stock has fallen, whereas he's still a brilliant centre back. Even though he's not at the levels of someone like uh, Ruben Diaz, I think he is one of the best centre backs England has. And without him, like it will be problematic. Whereas in England, I, England's defence isn't the best. Like, but yeah, but yeah, I, I'm there are a few things I'm scared about. I'm also excited though. I mean, the European finals, even though it's just Europa League, it's still really exciting. I mean, trophy is a trophy. At least exactly. you guys are in Europe. <laughs> like, I'll take it at this point. Yeah. Fran, how are you feeling? I'm very good. Sao Paulo won the state championship. We beat Palmeiras, our bitter rivals. Uh, it was a two-leg final. So the first match was nil-nil. Second match, we beat them at home. We, I don't think we've ever lost to them in a knockout game at home. And it was our first trophy after nine years. So it was like oh, a yes. long um, Yeah, I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good. This is going to, the, the afterglow is going to stay with me for a while. So, I'm excited if I were you. Oh, yeah. And also, um, I, I recently started watching F1, right? And I want to, uh, that was the Monaco Grand Prix this weekend. So I want to um, big up my guy, Max Verstappen, Landon Norris. They finished on the podium and like Landon Norris right, drives the McLaren. And both the Mercedes like cars, like even Hamilton didn't do well this uh, weekend. Verstappen like crossed Hamilton in the, uh, this guy like some 21 year old Max Verstappen, 21 year old. Imagine he's 21 years old and he's winning a Monaco Grand Prix driving at, 200, 250 miles per hour. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's genuinely crazy. Like, I can't even imagine. I, 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 could you ever drive a car, like an F1 car at that speed? Do you think you have the courage to, no. like, like... I think I feel, like, physically sick of going at that speed. Yeah, it's just how... it's And they do that, like, like for, like, an hour straight, driving at those speeds. Oh, my God. It's And those, like, narrow... Oh, my God. And, like, it, it's... it's it's one thing when you like you're on the highway or something and you just like quickly like just ramp it up. Just it's to feel one something. Yeah, it just straight. <laughs> you're it's like yeah, no. Oh, it's yeah, no, just straight and it's forward. It's empty, but an F one, there's all these turns. It's so much control. Like people underrate how much physical strength you need to have to like control oh, yeah. that. The reflexes you need, it's actually crazy. Because sometimes like when you're taking a turn, suddenly there'll be a car right there. You know, like, you need to get out of the way. Yeah. Or suddenly there'll be something that 
Oh, it's actually married. Yeah. So I like recently I started becoming really, and I I support McLaren, and the the driver of McLaren finished uh, uh third on the podium. So that's actually like crazy, considering like McLaren is not even top three like teams. It's like fourth best. So it's basically he he's like at the level of he should be finishing eighth ish, seventh or eighth. So he's finishing top three, which is crazy. So yeah, back to uh teams. Oh, yeah. that- Before you uh, transition back to soccer. I just want to say, it's the first round of the playoffs. The Knicks are finally back after eight years. The last time I've seen this, I was in sixth grade. So, yeah, like in the playoffs. Forget winning something, just in the playoffs. In the last time I even won a championship, my dad was like two years old. So, oh this, is, this, is, this is exciting. I'm happy. We lost the first game, but I still think we're going to win the series. I mean, yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. I mean, you take anything, right? Like, it, yeah, yeah. Like, why would you not? And I feel like it's it's important to cherish like everything as a like as a, any sports fan, right? I think sometimes people are like, uh, for example, even with football, right? So many United fans I've heard they're like, bro, it's just the Europa League. Why do you care so much, right? I'm like, yeah, trophy is a trophy, right? That's what matters. It's still a European night that we like these players. It like winning this could spark something huge. Like okay, now correct me if you're wrong. If I, if you think I'm wrong, but like United w- won the Europa League with in 2017 with uh, Mourinho, right? Yeah. But it felt different. It felt like an end of an era, if that makes sense. It felt like oh, this is gonna end like Mourinho's like achievements because you you don't normally expect much out of Mourinho. The team I don't think was young enough. I don't. I, I personally like. Back then, I feel like Mkhitaryan had a great season, but I didn't see him staying for too long. That was Pogba's only good like season, but again, he he had those rumors of leaving. I, Ibra was there too. Yeah, Ibra was there, but Ibra was old. So I like now. I feel like this is a younger generation. So if they win this trophy, I feel like it's gonna spark something in them that will give that winning mentality, which I don't think this team still has in the longer period. Like it, it's. I feel like this is a far more exciting and. Bigger final than the one in 2017, or at least that's what I'm feeling. What, what, what do you think? I think that's perfectly fair. I think winning the Europa League now at least signals like real progress in the rebuilding project. Whereas back in 2017, it was more like, oh, you know, we're man U, we're kind of struggling. Same way when you know Chelsea won the Europa League, like and Atletico did like a couple of years ago. And that, like those are good for them, obviously, but it never really felt like, oh, let's like celebrate this. This is like a new like stage for us. Whereas for menu right now, I do think I understand what you're saying. I agree a little bit, but also like back in 2017, that was Mourinho's first season at United. So it felt very much like, okay, since we won the the Capital One Cup, whatever it's called now, and then the Europa League, second season, everybody was saying we're winning the league. There's that's happening, right? But really it felt more like the team was going to implode into itself. Uh, so I agree with you there. And now, as Archit said, it really feels like the rebuilding is working. Last time it was, let's patch up whatever is wrong and just try to get trophies. This time is let's progress. Let's get better for next year. And the reason I say that is also because going into the season, I was thinking, okay, if Arsenal won the Europa League, it's a step back to something. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel like Man U fans should feel the same way. For sure. Um, and I think like this team has been building up to it as well. Like four semifinals we lost, right? This is our first final on our fifth attempt with Oli. 
Oli. This is Oli's first potential. And like I think for so many players, like it's it's such a big like opportunity to get that taste, right? I think you need that taste of winning a trophy that makes you realize how hungry you are for more, right? Like we finished the second in the Premier League. Great, but we were nowhere near title contenders. We were never consistent enough. Our team, like, when, okay, when we were top of the league in December, I was like, oh, we can win the league, right? Like, we certainly, I think, there is inherent ability within our starting 11, maybe not the squad. Like, we can't compete with City in terms of squad. But in terms of just the inherent abilities that our like, starting 11 has, I think we are like a title-winning starting 11, right? But... A starting eleven doesn't win titles, right? You need a squad to win titles. Um, and it, back in December, when we were top of the league, a team like City or a team like Liverpool, the reason why they they have won those trophies that they did, like the Premier League in the last couple of seasons, when they were top of the league, they were they they were good enough to stay top of the league, or they were good enough to keep winning when they had to. When we were top of the league, we went ahead and lost to Sheffield United. So I think there's like that, that once once these guys have like that trophy in their hand, like players like Mason Greenwood, like players like um Fred, McTominay, all these guys, once they have that trophy, I think it is I genuinely think it'll spark something. I think this Europa League, like it's so much more important than I think it like anyone can imagine. I, and I'm really excited for it. But I'm scared because Villarreal, like we should probably analyze the game itself now. Um uh, okay, okay. Before I say, what what do you think about the game? What, what do you like? What are you expecting? How do you think it's gonna pan out? I feel like it's Real are like a very very. Oh, sorry, they're a very sneakily good team. Um, I don't know how Manu is like countering the break, but I know with our games against them, like they kind of dominated dominated us there. So yeah, I mean, I would. I would treat it like you're playing like any other European contender going into it. Um, I feel like even though Maguire isn't playing and we'll probably play Bailey and Lindelof at the back, we should be heavy favorites, right? Our squad is much better than theirs. The only reason I give this pause is because they have Emery as their coach. And that I cannot underestimate because I find it really hard to believe he's going to get outcoached in the final. His players might get outplayed. He's not going to get outcoached. And that gives me pause. And like Archit said, I think United should approach this as if they were playing any other European great. I also want to say, because I, 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 know, I know obviously you guys want Manu to clutch this up, I am rooting for Villarreal just because just because of Santi. There's only one reason. I just want to see him lift that trophy up. Oh, I I mean of course, of course. Uh, but I I agree. Like the biggest mistake United can be can do is two things. I mean, or biggest biggest mistakes are be arrogant and be complacent, right? If if they may if they do either of those things come match day, which is well tomorrow, uh, we will lose. Like I genuinely think we will. Like uh, the first fifteen minutes of the game are gonna basically decide who wins and who loses. Who loses? Um, United has 
for this season, we know it's been a reactionary team, right? It, it, we we start a game off very slowly. We go down, and then second half. That's when we and I I feel like if we try to or oh, rely on our ability to come back again, it it will come back to bite us in the ass. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> Good ones. Uh, but I think um, the thing is because I know that Unai Emery he he I won't say pragmatic but he's a very smart defensive coach, right? So let's say we do end up giving a lead to Villarreal. I we have one of the best attacks in Europe. I'm gonna say that outright. We have one of the best attacks in Europe. Um, but I can imagine this Emery team like exhausting the hell out of us and not letting us score. If they have the lead, because then they won't just won't give us space. It's a cup final. They don't. They don't care about the number of goals they score. They just even. They don't care if they win by one nil. Um, and I'm scared that is a reality. But like, okay, so Arshit, I didn't watch the Villarreal Arsenal games, but okay, what are the some of the key things that you noticed in those games that you think could be problematic? Okay, so one thing is I don't. I know for a fact this isn't a problem, or not for a fact, but I, I know this is not nearly the same level of a problem with um with uh, Man U as it is for Arsenal. But yeah, one thing is obviously the break. Two, you I mean you can't you also can't let them control the ball at all. They're a very creative team, and like with Arsenal, like you can tell that they had no clue how to like counter that. Uh, I think Man U has a somewhat smarter defense, but um, I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, they also have very good strikers up front. Like, Baca and Moreno are both very good. So, I don't really know. I mean, I don't... It's on you guys to estimate how ready you think Manu's backline is. I think that those two players are very good, but I also saw them in the context of, like, playing a really bad defense. So, yeah. Baca, Moreno. And, I mean, Cazorla isn't that, like, imminent of a figure there anymore. So, that's not really a thing to think about. But, yeah. I don't know. I, I think they're just super well coached. You guys beat them pretty much 11 out of 11 on paper. Um, I had a question though. Uh, so Fran, what kind of a team... Okay, it's divided into two parts. As from United side, what kind of a team would you want Oli to put forward like the starting 11? But what versus what kind of team do you think he will put on? Because I think that's going to be different. Because I want something completely different than what I know he will put up. Yeah, what do you what, what do you think? Uh, one last thing, by the way, I think Manu's key, I think, is attacking on the wings because they have a really good center back pairing, and I think their fullbacks are a little bit like lacking. So, I would want him. Hmm, let me think. That's a good question. See, ideally, I wouldn't want him to play Fred and McDominay or uh, McFred as they're commonly known online. Just because, again, our team is very strong and the key to this game is winning on the attack, right? United have been great, great recently because we're scoring a lot. So I want him to play a very progressive kind of football. Um, I think I play Fred as the lone defensive midfielder. But then again, he's not going to do that. He's going to play Fred McTominay because we don't have Maguire in defense. Um, yeah, what do you think? 
word to word i agree i i i want him to play like the thing is the thing is he this just showcases how deep, desperately we need an actual cdm right yeah. the fact that we're going to have two players doing the job of one like matic in his prime right when matic the first season i would say when he came to united after that his legs started dying out right he's intelligent he is uh, he knows how to win the ball back and then he knows how to keep the ball he knows how to go away from pressure like how busquets does it or how kante can do it right and um, he like the thing is fred can win the ball back right i think he's good at that he has good work rate and he can win the ball back but he can't hold the ball yeah mctominay is kind of decent at winning the ball back and he can run with the ball but neither of them are good at holding like the ball like in and keeping possession like when it comes to dominating a midfield right you see like the likes of what declan rice can do right now fabinho uh, fernandinho rodri these guys can pass the ball even if it's short pass they pass the ball they can come back they can pass the ball they can keep the hold they can dominate that midfield just by themselves we need two players to do 75% of what one of the be- good cdms can do and that's why we would never be a ucl winning or a we can never be a ucl winning or a premier league winning team with the current squad that we have cuz we need a declan rice i you know like the one player that i'm actually kind of like don't mind having is uh, bisuma i don't know if you know him from brighton uh, he's a very good uh, cdm from brighton at least whenever i've seen him he's always been just dominating the midfield he wins the ball back very easily he uh, he's good at intercepting he's good at of course uh, tackling he's strong he's fast and he can hold the ball really well uh, he's basically like if you can't get declan rice you get bisuma uh type situation right and i like that's like that's what even for this game right i feel like villarreal like from what i hear they're good like they have even though they have a good attack i think they would also have a good midfield in terms of like holding the ball and they're a spanish team like spanish teams in general are quite technically gifted right they're good with uh like being able to hold the ball and play a possession based game even while being defensive like they'll still be able to make sure that the other team is not dominant in midfield um and if we want to like overcome that we need pogba to play in the center and not out on the left side right you need we need pogba and if you do that you need to play only one so you can you have to play pogba bruno cam and fred as a cdm the thing is when you oh play my. pogba when you play one so when you play pogba on the left wing right you're putting rashford on the right wing that's not rashford's position There are so much like what happens is just because we don't have a CDM, Pogba is playing out of position and Rashford is playing out of position. It's just really annoying. Yeah, what are you saying, Rashford? Yeah, so I was thinking, I was thinking with Pogba. Do you think he's been like, I don't know, at the level this season that you trust him as like the lone setter bid in a final? Like, do you think leading up to this game, like that's something that you just have the faith in him to do? You know what? Since it's a one-game final, yes. Just because, like, this guy has played in the Champions League final. You know, he yeah. knows what's at stake. So I trust him based on that. Based on what he's produced this season, not so much. Although he's been very good lately, but like, yeah, seeing is 
seeing as it is one game type of situation, I would still trust him to go. I would pair him up with Fred, let Bruno play up top and just run the show. This is what you. Um, yeah, I agree. The thing is, uh, he's like played in the UCL final. Uh, even this season, against when he came off against AC Milan, he did pretty well in a decisive moment with the goal. Like that was the only chance we had that entire game. Um, and he's played in the 2017 uh, UEL final for United, and he played pretty well in that. Like he was the player of the season that year, I think 2017. For in the he was named the player of the season in the Europa League. Which is surprising. I think Hendrik Mkhitaryan deserved it, but never mind. Um, so I'd back him. Like I think, I think, let's say he wants to leave United, right? What better time to showcase to the world that yeah, I am still Paul Pogba than in a European final and winning the like being the best player on the pitch, even when Bruno or some like who's considered the best, like Santi Cazorla and all those guys are there, you still dominate the midfield. Like if he if he if he pulls up tomorrow and he wants to leave, I feel that's even more motivating for him to put up a brilliant performance, right? I think I think he has no reason to not be motivated. He has no reason at all. Even if he wants to stay, he needs to show uh, Oli that yes, like I can still be better than Bruno. Because <laughs> let's be, I think I'll be honest with you, right? Bruno is the by far more consistent player. Bruno is the guy you can rely on all the time. But if Bruno is playing at his best and Pogba is playing at the best we know he can, I think Pogba is one of the best in the world, right? Like, I think yeah. he's, he's arguably at the level of De Bruyne, uh, maybe even further ahead, right? Like, he can, because we've seen sparks that to all the way back in UA, not, oh, oh, uh, yeah, all the way back in UA, not in, not even in um, United. I don't think, I don't think we've seen like, Pogba, the guy we can not even sparks. Maybe that City comeback game where he just came up with like some different thing. I don't know. But I wanted to talk about transfers, like because I think this game is gonna tell us a lot about transfers. And there's this one player. Can, can I just give a, a hot take? Yeah, I feel like the Bruyne is a little overrated. Like he's world class, no doubts about it. But I wouldn't put him with the likes of the greatest attacking midfielders of all time. Oh, and people, okay. People rate him as if he was like a great, you know? And he's world-class for now. But there's a lot better players historically than him. And I don't think Bruno Fernandes in that sense gets as much respect because he's doing a lot on a worse team. So I kind of rate him the same right now. Okay, so my, my thing on that is that well, yes, I wouldn't put him against, like, you know, some of the best, like, attacking midfielders ever. But I just think for the past couple, like, since, like, what, 2016, he's even been – he's been good since Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg, but, like, generational since, like, start of his Man City career, in my opinion. He's been, like, like the distinct best, like, far and away in terms of just as a playmaker. And so I think while Bruno does deserve more respect than he gets, you know, he's very, like, on. Un- Overhated. Oh, he takes penalties. Like, how's that a bad thing? You know, he's he's a capable penalty so taker, what? right? He's supposed to miss them. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what's he supposed to do, right? So I think that's a. I think the arguments against Bruno are silly, but De Bruyne has been doing this for a lot longer. He's been consistent oh, for, for sure. a lot longer. He's been a winning player for a lot longer. Like, sure. in one of the best offenses of this decade, 
So I really, I see why he's overrated. No, for sure. It's just that like, if you look at him this season, right? He wasn't the best player in the city squad, right? No. And if you look at the impact Bruno has on this United team, we win a lot more games just for having Bruno in the squad. And I feel like the impact, at least for this year, maybe the second half of last year is pretty much the same. Maybe, yeah, but also, okay, with De Bruyne, even when he's having, like, a somewhat low-key season, he's still putting up really good numbers, and his team is still, like, title-winning level because he's able to sit back in a way that doesn't, like, you know, he won't, like, actively hurt his team. Um, yeah, and also, yeah, he's, he's orchestrated one of the best attacks for a long, long time, and while I think Bruno is a winning player, at least until recently, I think De Bruyne has, like, he's maximized, like, you know, Raheem Sterling, you know, like, like not not Aguero, but, like, yeah, Sterling, like, Mahrez, he's made so many of his best, like, attackers look so much better. No, I agree with all that, but switch both of them around. That's what, what I was, yeah, I was going to say. Do they get worse? No. They might even score more goals. I feel like they'd be the same, as good as they are now. And United, pretty much the same. I don't see us getting better because we have the Bruyne instead of Bruno. I actually think we would we would I, 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 I'll tell you why. I'm not saying that it's because De Bruyne is a worse player. I'm talking about systems as well, right? I don't think De Bruyne fits United system at all. But no, I feel like the thing is, I think as a playmaker, just purely a playmaker, right? I feel like De Bruyne has the edge over uh, Bruno. I'll tell you why though. I think De Bruyne is less risky. So De Bruyne... One purely has the ability to make most of the passes he wants to. But I don't think he tries the toughest ones. And again, the players around him are really smart and this manager has set up a system that really works well where he doesn't always have to try the riskiest pass. Whereas Bruno is all, like the, Bruno loses the ball so many times. He loses the ball so many times. And the reason behind that is because he tries the weirdest of passes. He'll try the <laughs> toughest of flicks. He'll try the Craziest of options, which is, I mean, I respect that. I love, like it because if it, I'm glad he's not doing that on the other box, I like it when he's doing it at the opponent uh, box. If he does something like that in a United box, I'll get pissed. Like, I'll tell you when. I think it was the, uh, remember Harvey Barnes's goal against United, uh, Leicester United, where he scored that goal from the long range against De Gea, like uh, from outside the box, Harvey Barnes scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember that? Where Bruno lost the ball where he was trying to nutmeg uh, uh, Harvey Barnes uh, just like a little bit outside the box. That's when I got pissed. I'm like, he didn't need to do that at all. There was no chance being created over there. He was just doing that. I don't know why, but he chose to do that. Um, in those situations, but he does that once. He's done that once in the entire season. But yeah, Wes De Bruyne would never try any of those like fancy flicks or like any of those more difficult options. And I think... In that sense, like, I don't think Pep would like Bruno. I don't think Pep would like a player like Bruno in the team. Because I think Bruno is very individualistic as well, uh, in a a sense. Um, But I think if I have to pick between the two for my team, I'd pick Bruno any day. And that's not a bias. That's not United bias. I genuinely would pick Bruno any day. Because it's not just the player's ability on the ball or on the pitch. I think in the dressing room as well. I think Bruno is more yeah. of a leader than De Bruyne. I think Bruno is more someone who can bring players' morale up, players' attitude improve. It's, I think he's more of a. 
I don't know. I think he's offers much more than De Bruyne does. Okay, that that part I agree with, like without a doubt. I think yeah, I think the key difference is for me. Let's say you're in a situation like, you know, like Juventus, right, where you already have pretty solid personnel. It's just like it's not clicking. I think De Bruyne could shape them into like a UCL contender easily, like without a doubt. Whereas I think with Bruno, I think you know. I was going to say Arsenal, but you don't, even, you don't even have to go that low. I think, like, even with, like, I don't know, any, te- any team that is kind of lacking in personnel, probably, like, younger, rebuilding, whatever, I think Bruno can do more individually to uplift them. But I think if you have, like, a somewhat steady roster in place and you're just lacking a spark, I think De Bruyne will take you much farther. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, but going back to the main, like, the, the stem that all of this built from, I, when I think of the greatest like send attacking midfielders, I think the first person in the Premier League that comes to my mind is Frank Lampard, right? Um, yeah. Would you ever rate De Bruyne at the level of Lampard? No, I just I, I fully disagree. Like I remember Fran mentioned it. I disagree. Where like you know you're putting him in, like among the best ever. I think there's still like a level below it. I don't know. But do you think Bruno can reach that level? Frank Lampard or Bruno or De Bruyne? I don't I don't think either of them. Do you think either of them? I don't, at least they're both what? They're both like in the middle of their careers, like 25, 26. I think, I think like De Bruyne is like 28, 27, 28, and Bruno's 25 ish. Yeah. yeah. See, my thing is if Bruno has, if Bruno's playing all season long with a 19 year old at right wing, Rashford, who's been really inconsistent this year, right? And then maybe Cavani, maybe Martial up top. Whereas De Bruyne has that whole Pep squad, you know, I think if Bruno is given the same amount of talent around him, he could reach heights that De Bruyne can't. Uh, random thing, I just saw a bird fly straight into my window and just fly away. So that's really <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, can I also mention one more thing? Bruno is being run into the ground by Oli. Like, I agree that Bruno is too important, but even even if Bruno insists that, oh, I want to play every single game, I can play every single game, he shouldn't be playing every single game. He doesn't need to play every... He doesn't need to be playing Derby County in the Carabao Cup. Why are you starting him? Yeah. Like, like, he doesn't even need... To be honest, he doesn't... He didn't even need to play... Like, even though he lost to Sheffield United, no disrespect. But he did, you don't need to start. You have a Donny van der Beek. Who is more? He's scored against teams like Real Madrid and Spurs and stuff. Come on, like, like. Right. So yeah, so he shouldn't be playing uh, uh, Bruno like in all the games. And I think like Rashford as well, right? Rashford has been playing through an injury. Like there have been multiple reports that saying that and prove not proving, but like at least saying that Rashford has been uh, needing a surgery for a while now. But he's just been putting that off because he he didn't want to. Uh, go out for a long period of time, and that sh- I can I, I think I can see like okay, yeah, Rashford doesn't look comfortable when he's playing, um, and I think uh, like that's even Harry Maguire. You know Harry Maguire since his debut against Chelsea, the like he played every single game and every single minute of every single game in the Premier League till he got injured. Really? Yes. Yeah. He he didn't not play. I mean, he basically played every single 
Premier League game since he has joined United. The only thing stopped him was that injury. And again, he did not need to be played those many minutes. Like you have Axel Tuanzebi, who is more than equipped, and you need to improve the player. Why not play him? Why not play him more? You know, play Bai more, play Lindelof more. The thing is, by playing Maguire so much, it has put us in such a huge dilemma for the Europa League. The thing is, Lind- other than Lindelof, I'm not sure if Bai or Tuanzebi, either of them, have enough match sharpness. You know. No, not at all. Like, that's basically down to them not playing enough games. And yeah, it just... Ugh, I mean, that's a, it's a huge part of management, just knowing that, like, like, yeah, you can always roll out one roster week by week, but you have to know when, like, hey, we do need to develop. We need to give these players some game time. Like, I think Ole sometimes lacks the bigger picture part of management, which is, hey, these guys will need to play in the future for whatever yeah. reason, injury, like, just something else. Like, it's, at some point, Tuanzebi would have to play. Someone's gonna get injured. Someone like it, for whatever reason, and like the fact that he's not like in somewhat like doesn't have some level of like it's like sharpness for this game is like a, ma- a massive problem. Um. So you know, you all have. I think I'm pretty sure I've been watching the game more than I have, much longer than I have. Um. So, but I had a question: Who um like what managers come to your mind who've been good at like handling their squad, um and like. It's like, or maybe like a season where you can, like one of the teams you've watched and you go back and you go like, the way he handled the squad was brilliant. So, is there anything that comes to your mind? Because I mean, for me, I think of Pep, but that's the more obvious and he has a brilliant squad. Like, yeah. he, he's like, not, not everyone. Yeah, it's, it, he, like he has a, some eight world-class right-wingers. So, I mean, it, it's, that's not like, not Pep, someone who, someone else, like, also, I think this question discounts guys like Ancelotti, for example, who are primarily very like, you know, they have their one philosophy. They're not really like a overall, like, they're less of an overall manager, more of like, here's my coach. Like, I'm a coach. Here's my just specific tactics. But for people that do it well, it's a it's an interesting question. Well, Klopp has to be right at the top of the list, right? Because there, yeah. there are no injuries in his squad and he always plays different teams, right? I actually, so I have a weird shot for this. I think, uh, I think Poch, at least during his run at Tottenham. Okay. Because, yeah, he's not like the most result-oriented manager, but it's very <laughs> rare. Like, that's such, that's such a nice way to put it. He's not a winning manager. He's not like, okay. Given the fact that he has like a $0 budget for the most part of his time at Tottenham, he had like so little to work with. It's all just youth academy guys, whatever. He saw the development of like Harry Kane, he saw, I mean, Christian Eriksen was good at Ajax, but he saw him improve massively. He saw Dele Ali come through, like, into the first team. You know, like, even, like, I'm trying to think. Like, I remember they play constantly playing, playing guys like Juan Foyth, Kyle Walker-Peters. I know way too much about this roster. But they, he, I think he's very good at, like, okay, we, someone left because we couldn't afford them. Next man up, let's go. We need a young player to fill in. We got it. Like, I think he's always handled that well. Can I give a shout outside of Europe? Yeah. So, like, the manager for my team, Crespo, uh, he he's very good at it. He plays, I think this, he plays a 30-man squad, and he basically plays everybody. Um, yes, we had a crazy run of games because of, like, COVID and everything, but he's very good at rotating. So we have 30 players that are match fit and ready. 
all the time. Dude, that's like almost FIFA level management. We're like you're taking guys week in, week out. Like that's mm-hmm. how, like if you can pull that off, that's insanely like impressive. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was very good at this though, right? Who? Because I remember him, Wenger. Okay. Uh, I feel like he was one of the like the best at this, because he could look yeah, at a player. Yeah. yeah, and he played a lot of academy players because of this, right? So he was very good at that. Also, Wenger, he like kind of pioneered like the way coaches even approach like fitness, nutrition, making sure their players are even like intact for a full season. Because like, he mm-hmm. came in early, so like he had like he laid the groundwork for how like a modern manager should be, at least for a little bit, and then he kind of aged out of that model later. I just realized if you look at my specs, right? They aren't straight. No, mine aren't either. I don't know if I do this a lot when we record. <laughs> mine are never, mine are never properly straight either. It's, right, it's just no. Now it's giving me such an oh shit! It's so annoying now. What? You didn't. You, you never thought this before. Anyone who's had glasses, I feel like has at least noticed that once. That it's like it's, they'll never be exactly straight. Oh my god! But no, it's such a look at that. You can see that. I only see it now because you're pointing it out. <laughs> it feels so weird. I mean, my mine is the same thing, dude. I feel like I don't know what you're not like. Yeah, mine has the same like little like downward oh slope. Oh my right god! Oh shit, that's mad. Also, by the way, friend, do you have glasses? Yes. Oh, um, are you wearing them? Do you have them near you, or do you just not like? Is this the noise is here, right? Can you hear I, this? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you, you lit up, you lit up, so I'm, pro- I'm probably thinking it's you. Okay, um, no, but I do, I have like, um, what's it called, astigmatism, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but it's very mild, so I can read mostly, it's just that when I'm taking classes or stuff, I get headaches. Yeah, so for me, like, I, so when I was in Florida, I, my glasses broke when I was playing basketball, right, like, they fully shattered, and so, like, for a while, there's like a cut on my eyelid, I think it's gone now. But um, so I'd be working because I had a like eight to five job, and so we had meetings and stuff. And when you don't have glasses, you fully lose focus. Like everything's blurry, and you kind of like. And so I would just like slowly doze off, just in the middle of like work. It was so bad. Really lost focus. It's tough when you when you can't see things properly. It really like messes with your perception. Also, no, the reason I asked that though wasn't because of that. I just think I've like started to notice this. We kind of look like like from me to like Gashish to you. We look like the Pokemon evolutions of like, <laughs> like one person. <laughs> I'm not wrong. No, I love that. I love that. Oh my god. Because <laughs> you slowly see just more hair, more facial hair. The glasses go off, that's an upgrade. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. That's so great. Oh my god. We got the new podcast. It's called the Pokemon Boys. The Poke Boys. Poke Oh, we should all we should all get Pokeballs. Okay, I don't mind getting Pokeballs, but I really don't want to be like, oh wait, Pokeball is not a bad podcast name. But I don't want to tell my friends, hey, I'm working on it because I had to like postpone a plan today. And I was like, I don't want to tell them, hey, I'm coming back from recording Pokeball. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was with the Pokeboys. No, that's just I was with the Pokeboys. Sorry, I'm late. (laughs) Oh, my God.
Oh, but I think we should. Uh, I think we should start moving on. We have a couple yeah, more things. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we could talk about the other European final, the smaller one, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, Chelsea versus City. Um, I mean, neither of those teams are won a treble, have they? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, fair. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm gonna say by the way, on that note, um, with the Europa League final, if Man U wins, it'd be fun because just seeing you guys hyped to the podcast would be enjoyable. Villa Real wins, that's good for Sandy Cazorla and I am really happy for them. If, but for this final, I haven't like I don't like I don't want to see either team win. I just want it to be like an endless draw where they keep on having like a like infinite penalty shootout. I I want. Chelsea to win, to be honest, because we I, I can't. Chelsea, I prefer Chelsea too, but I we can't be having Manchester City winning a sort of treble. It just it'll hurt. Like it, it, see the thing is this is like bit so I call the, the Jose Mourinho's first season at United. It, I call it uh the Mickey Mouse treble, right? Because we won <laughs> the Community Shield. We won the Europa League and the Carabao Cup. I think this will this achievement for the champion, uh, the city, would be the Donald Duck uh, travel, right? Uh, because it's it's not Community Shield and said he's winning the Premier League and it's the UCL, right? Thing is, the City fans are going to talk about it as if it's a better achievement than the 1999 achievement that United had done. Not only that, they will have the one thing we have against them. Is that we have Europe, right? We have the UCL, and they don't. And if they have a UCL, I just don't know how to argue anymore. <laughs> like Chelsea is fine. We'll tell them. They'll tell us. Oh, we have a UCL. I'll tell them. Oh, how is that John Terry slip again? Like it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> it's good. Um, but City fans, oh, it sucks. So, yeah. Yeah. We're- see, I'm in the same boat. I I like that we like the soccer community. Always has one thing against City. Chelsea's not much better. Also, I have a very close friend of mine who, um, yeah, I'm talking about you, Vedant. I don't know if you noticed this. But if he's, um, he's a massive, massive Chelsea fan, and I just don't have the patience for it. Like, I, I don't want to, like, I, can't, I wouldn't be able to stand that either. So I don't know. I'm, I'm on the same boat as you guys. I hate that this is the final we have to watch. Um, but honestly, I don't care either way. Like, City have so much shit on us at this point, you know? Yes, it's cool that we can say we have Europe and they don't. But, like, we're, we're not on their level. We haven't been for years. So, whatever happens, happens. I'm just kind of hoping we get to see penalties, though. Because I'd like to see that. Yeah, that'd be fun. We we haven't had even one penalty like shootout this season in the UCL, right? No. I don't oh shit! It's it's long due, so we've been like, it's gonna be like a, it's gonna be what's gonna happen. I'll tell you what's gonna happen, right? Uh, City will go four nil up, right? And Chelsea will make a comeback with Timo Werner scoring for like in three minutes. Right, and uh, in the extra time, both teams will score one again. De Bruyne will mil- miss an open goal, so the memes will start coming in. So it'll be five all by the time extra time gets over, and then De Bruyne will again miss 
the uh, the free, uh, the penalty by slipping, right? But then Aguero steps up, right? Even Timo Werner will miss because Timo Werner's four goals in the that's like enough for three seasons. But so Timo Werner misses the penalty, and what will end up happening, right? Is Aguero steps up, his last ever kick for City, right? And he will redeem himself with doing a panenka over Eduardo Mendy. To prove to people that his panenka's work, and then to be honest, if Aguero is the hero, I'm fine with it. Like, I of course I, like, like I, I, I hate him and all for like everything, but like he's still, I think he's one of the greatest strikers of all time, at least in the Premier League, right? I think his legacy is too like huge, and it would be beautiful to see him like score the winning goal. Like, let's say they're like one all down, and Aguero comes on and scores. That would that would be a like that would be a new Aguero moment. So that's the only yeah. way I accept Man City winning. Otherwise, I'm not accepting. I'd be happy with that. Also, you guys only have like the only ground you have to hate Aguero is like in like one of the greatest moments in the history of like the Premier League. So there's only so much, you know. Here's the thing, though. If Aguero is the hero in the in the Champions League final, does that put him over Rooney? When you're discussing best Premier League attackers of all time, because I don't want that. I'd rather him like do really poorly in the final, so Rooney is always about him, than have this discussion. You know. No comment. Okay, I'm thinking about that. Because this weekend he beats Rooney's record. By scoring whatever, how many, however much he has for one club, right? Rooney still has yeah. more overall goals, but he beat his record for one club. And I don't need him. Rooney only has one Champions League win. They would have the same there. I don't Rooney's know. Rooney's are starting to equal up. I think. Yeah. We're getting close at least. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. Honestly, I. Okay, I'm being real here. I do. I think it's a genuine conversation, and I still think I take Rooney. I still think I do. That's actually tough, though. I still. I think for okay, wait. I take Rooney for like a career. Like I'm like pulling him out of the youth academy. I'm taking him, right? But I think if it's like, oh, I'm playing a game to like, like for my life or whatever. I think a lot of times I take Aguero. <laughs> I can it's see that. Though. I think it's already a conversation, but I think with the Champions League win, it's like a real, like, genuine debate. All right, here's what I'm saying, right? Do you have you seen that that goal of Rooney where he's arguing with the ref, right? And then the ref doesn't listen to him and suddenly blows the whistle, whistle, and the ball like gets crossed into him, and he volleys it from like some 35 yards out, and it goes into top bins. I don't remember. Okay, if I can find it, I'll show it to you. Like, like I, if if our viewers, uh, we can come back to this. But basically, that goal itself just shows why uh, Rooney is the better player. Like he's, like I, I don't think Aguero. Okay, Aguero has the Aguero moment. Fair enough. You remove that, Rooney has had great, like instances of footballing ability. Like the goal itself, which which he scored against who was it, Stoke City. The one that broke the record uh, for most goals scored in history by a player in the Premier League. Um, that goal itself, like, was brilliant. 
he had he was like down like Bruni had lost pretty much all his ability but he came on and he scored that goal that drew us level right i think Rooney, I like if I want to like I disagree with Archit. If I like want to save my life and they're asking me to pick either Rooney or Aguero, I take Rooney. Like I think I trust him more than I trust Aguero. I feel like oh, I mean Aguero will go and try to Penenka and Eduardo Mendy will save it. Like like Rooney isn't doing that. <laughs> But okay, no jokes aside though, I think as I think Rooney has a greater legacy. But if Aguero does win the CL and is the hero in the final. That's when I'll I'll entertain the conversation. Otherwise, no. It's it's too. It's I too also good. want to say, Han, um, if you want a solid Rooney highlight, I'm just dropping in the chat. One of my favorites of his. I can't screen. I can't share my screen, but. Yeah, one minute. Uh, Wally, uh, talk. Wait, let's let's check it out. Uh. Wait, you can't share a screen. No, I think it's disabled. Okay, let no man. I'll share it then. I got you. All right, let's go. This video may. This understanding wish to proceed. Uh. It's not. It's not that bad. I promise. <laughs> I, I I realize how how that looks. It's not that bad. I, just, I, think, I think you guys will find this extremely amusing. Let's uh, check it out, lads. I promise it's not bad. For the for the podcast audio. Wait, sorry. Yes, Fran. Yes, Fran. What are you saying? No, just for the for our podcast audio only listeners. Um, Archit just sent uh, a porn link to Yashish. No, wait, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know why this is why there's viewer advisory on this video. I feel like there's followers on YouTube. Ding ding. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I don't know how you guys haven't seen this. This is while he was playing for Man U, by the way. Imagine being the coach at the time. What? Shall I take some curious? I saw your film this morning. I saw it just made in a cinema with a security guard. Just a tour. Oh! That's the background noise. I saw it, and there was like some guy in that. Oh. oh my god. Oh my god. How have you guys not seen that? He gets um... <laughs> Imagine an era where a, a pro like one of the most famous players in the country could box on a marble floor and have that recorded and not get backlash for it. <laughs> Who is he fighting? What? Who was he Who fighting? Was he I think it's just one of his friends or like another player. I'm not sure. How is why is this age restricted? That makes no sense. Yeah, see, I I sent it and I was like, oh wait, this looks really like like goofy on my end, but like this can't be anything that bad about the video itself. Bro, okay, wait, how is his head under the chair? He missed the <laughs> chair exactly. Like that saved his life. 
Oh, oh my god. Okay. Uh that does not bode well with my argument of Rooney being one of the greatest of all time. To be fair though, that is Rooney after the hair implants. So he wasn't that good there. Uh, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Rooney. <laughs> Join United. Okay. He won the he won multiple trophies in the United, right? He he lost all his hair. He won more trophies while without his hair. He got a hair transplant, right? Then he went back to Everton, right? And then he retired and he went to Derby. He saved. He became a manager. He saved Derby from relegation, right? <laughs> and Spurs have still not won a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Wayne Rooney's whole movie of a career, and somehow Spurs now win one thing at that time. Oh, yeah, that's actually. A, I I feel like I'm I'm probably distracting from whatever we were initially talking about, but um, I feel like Wayne Rooney would make a phenomenal soccer player like career movie. I think that I'd immediately watch that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but going back to the finals. Okay, what do you think will happen? So, like, what do you think is what are you expecting? Any analysis of the game? I think Man City look will look far better early on because I just think Pep has more experience in the situations. The team is just better. Maybe Tuchel makes some adjustments at half that kind of kind of pulls them back. Man City is a clear favorite here, though, right? I I, I think it's, it's fair to say. Yeah, I think okay. I see. I think Chelsea's gonna struggle to even get close to like, like to even kind of like muster any real opportunities for a while. I think they're gonna find themselves like kind of lost because they have a very young team, young attackers as well. I think for I think Man City will control early on and maybe like a little bit before half, half after at half. That's when Chelsea might come in. I also expect City to mostly dominate from early on. My only question is. Does City have the ball because Chelsea want them to have the ball? Or do they have the ball because they're clearly dominating the game? Because I don't expect Chelsea to line up offensively, right? Tuchel is going to play a defensive team and they're going to play on the counterattack because that's just the, the roadmap to beating City most of the time, right? So if Tuchel can get rid of the ball, but for City to have it under their tempo, I could see Chelsea coming away with the win. Although I agree, City are the heavy favorites. Yeah, uh, I think City are the favorites and I think City will end up clinching it uh, at the end. It's just, I'm thinking, I think City, again, even if they want, like, even if they're clearly dominating the game and have the ball for very long, um, I'm finding it difficult to believe that they can actually, like, of course, like, I say this while they are the highest scoring team in the Premier League, one of the highest scoring teams in the UCL, but I still fear that they might not be able to score a goal. Like, okay, it sounds weird saying this, but I, I, I need to uh, explain what I'm trying to say. I feel like City would, uh, they aren't going to start Aguero, who's their best finisher, best striker at the league. Well, I mean, based on ability purely. 
because he's not sharp enough yet. He's just coming back from injury. Gabriel Jesus is not good enough uh, as a striker, right? So I think that will force him to play a uh, what do you call that? A, a, a number, a false nine, right? Someone like Sterling or someone like I don't know, Ferran, not Torres, for sure, not Torres. But you know, someone like that with Foden and those three, right? And the issue what I think will end up happening, right, is they will create a lot of chances. So Sterling is probably the best goal scorer in that team. Mahrez, based on form, is of course brilliant. Um, but if if Chelsea is able to shut down um, the the like make sure that there are no clear threats, like if if there are half chances, there is normal chances. I just don't see them scoring, like taking their chances. I think Chelsea City is a very wasteful team when it comes to like the chances they get. They miss too many chances. They can have like 1.5 times the goals they actually score easily, but they miss so many chances. And if City could somehow, say, uh, Chelsea could somehow exploit that one weakness that City's attack has, and it's a weird attack. It's a weird weakness to try to exploit because like how do you how do you like make sure they miss their chances, right? Like they that's up to Tuchel. But I think like. Uh, that way, I think City could just get like City could dominate the entire game, but still not score. And Chelsea just need to score like one on the counter. But then there comes Timo Werner, who again is very wasteful himself. So it just it I wouldn't be surprised. Like despite my prediction of the five-five uh, draw, I wouldn't be surprised if this game just ends up being a nil-all. Like I genuinely wouldn't be surprised because a nil-all, but an exciting one, right? And it's gonna be a frustrating one for the, like either both the fans because they're gonna be really annoyed. But I genuinely yeah. think like because like Fran said, uh, I think uh, Chelsea would be a the defensive team, and Ch- City will see far more of the ball. So it's gonna be interesting. But I think City takes it. Even like it, I it, I'm guessing like my prediction is still one nil all because I think that's a bold prediction to go with because it's easy to predict a winner. Actually, it's easy to stay on the fence. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, I'm going nil all. Uh, but I think City then takes it in the uh, what do you call it? Uh, in the uh, in the penalties. Yeah. No, no, not in extra time. I think they take it in the penalty. No, wait, no. They might take it in the extra time because simply because of the level of squad depth they have. Like they can bring on someone like Bernardo Silva when the team is not like in the extra time. Yeah, while that is true. Yeah. Like I think the quality, like maybe like given that, ooh, that's interesting. They could win it just based on like the quality they can bring off the bench. They have Aguero, Bernardo on the bench. Like the disparity between the two widens so much once you get the extra time. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm even, actually back in the extra. Also, time. even if that doesn't play itself out in like, oh, they score an extra time, they will just have better like penalty takers once it comes. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Like even then. Also, like famously missed penalties, right? They do. City, yeah, that's but, what I was just gonna say. City are actually very like. No, but I, mean, okay, I agree with that. But how many like major penalty threats do you have seen on Chelsea, Chelsea's bench? Fair. Or even their bench, just in their lineup and like whoever they sub in. Yeah, I I think like Ziyech is probably a very good penalty taker. He is, uh, yeah. Harvards is half decent. Werner's half decent. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I think it's gonna be, and I think both keepers are pretty good at. Penalties, so it's going to be interesting in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So for a scoreline, I think I'm going to say three-one City, but I think it's going to be like an exciting three-one in that City score, maybe score again early, 
they look dominant. Chelsea pulls it back. Looks like they can make a tie, but then City kind of ices it at the end before it goes extra. Why are you trying? I'm going to say a very boring 1-1. And then it goes to penalties. And I think City wins just because they have Ederson in goal. That's, yeah. yeah. That's fair, yeah. I mean, I would back. Like my my point is, I think it's gonna be a low scoring, boring, not boring, but low scoring draw. I think it's it's gonna be a. Yeah. You think if it, if it even goes to penalties, then I won't complain. Like even if it's boring, by all means, like penalties will like compensate for that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what are your predictions for the Villarreal game? United Villarreal. Proper to predict, honestly. I would say. Yeah, you're right. 4-1 United. 4-1. Well, how much? 4-1 United. 4? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take two goals out just off of um, United bias here. But I do think, like, 2-1 is a safe bet just because I think with United, well, I think they're going to be outcoached out the gate. I, like, I'm very much, now, now that Fran mentioned it, I'm very much on the Emory train here. He's a really good defensive coach. I think it won't be easy for United to, like, break that down early. And I just think, yeah, I just think 2-1 is fair, just based on the talent levels. I don't see them going off for, like, four goals. I don't know if that happens against an Emory team in the final. Here's what I think, right? I think uh, United scores in the beginning and uh, Villarreal pull one back before the half ends. And uh, then we score one, like, very late on. Uh, so Villarreal starts bombarding players more, and then we score another one. So I think it'll be three-one. Um, we will have to hold out a lot. Like I think the last goal will be like one of those, you know, consolate. No, not consolate. One of those goals that just you get in the end because the other team yeah. is too many players for. Like I think the pressure United's gonna face in the last ten minutes is gonna be crazy. Like I genuinely think that. Uh, we're gonna have Matic on the field in the final. Like we're gonna have two strikers, only Rashford and Greenwood up top. That's it. Bruno and everyone is defending. I can I, I can see that. Oh, I hope it doesn't happen though. I thought I hope it's like easy sailing. You know, just easily we easily breeze through this with a four-one victory. I think like let's like score four goals and then let them score a consolation in the end. Like that's that's what the ideal scenario will be. But I think it's gonna be a tense two-one and then a third goal all the way in the end. Villarreal are a really tough team, but also I saw I thought you, I thought Roma was really tough competition until I saw you guys play them. So, you know, it, we, we'll see how this plays out. But. You know, against Roma, we got quite lucky to be honest. I, okay, here's the I thing. So. I, I'll tell you. Okay, the second game without De Gea, we were considering like two, three more goals. Okay, and in yeah. the first game, the first half. There were actually like three, four really good chances. Not three, okay. One or two very good chances that Roma had that they could have taken, but they didn't end up taking because of like poor decision-making and stuff like that. And United in the second... Okay. thing is, United's second half in the first leg is what won United the game. We scored like five goals, I think. Four, five goals in that half. And we were untouchable, right? In that like, And that's what won us. Like, if that... That's all. Like, but no, lucky is not the word because it was still like the our ability that got us through, right? But I think it could have gone bad if we didn't. But yeah, I, I still think United wins this. Like United are clear favorites. Come on, we have to win this. This game is oh, it'd be so disappointing if we don't. Like it'd just be so sad. 
how do we beat teams like city and liverpool and blues uh, how do we beat teams like rb how do we beat teams like rb let's final no but let's that'll be a different rant if we lose that's going to be a different rant <laughs> um but yeah i think that's that's it that's it for a european uh, fi- the the one night that not everyone can experience wait sorry what <laughs> before you rap what, what would you just say nothing <laughs> okay, I don't know. You, you just that was a really goofy sentence. That was, that was a little unsure. Uh, oh wait, okay. You know, I, I now that I properly processed that <laughs> sentence, screw you. <laughs> no, I was confused because you phrased it weirdly, and then I kind of like, like, heard it again for some reason. Oh my yeah, no, god! Next season's gonna be interesting for us, man. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Damn, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I wanted to do okay, but yeah, well, I think we should say goodbye. <laughs> All right, with that, we'll wrap next week. I think we should cover the um, we'll cover the end of the season and wrap up everything else and the Euros. I think we'll do. Yeah. Oh, we could. We'll see. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, even though the season's well, over, the season's not really over, lads. Take care. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys next week. See you guys.